Hey, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, Operation Decisive Victory, Webmerized, and this week's episode is brought to you in part by Free Lunch Coffee. Here at Southern Fried Philosophy, you know we have the heart for people and their stories. Another group of folks that have that same heart is our friends at Free Lunch Coffee. They have a heart where no child will go to bed hungry. To do this, they are selling some of the world's best coffee to you and giving you 50% of that money that goes directly to help the children. You get a delicious cup of coffee, and they get to help a child eat. What better way to start your day knowing that you are helping change the world? When you buy just one bag of Free Lunch Coffee, you are also providing 10 meals to children in need. Their coffee is specialty grade, certified organic, and fair trade. They offer a 100% money-back guarantee for 30 days, and if you don't absolutely love their coffee, they will give you a full run refund while you keep the coffee. Free Lunch Coffee is offering a 10% discount to the loyal listeners of this podcast. Use coupon code SOUTHERNFRIED at checkout. Check it out at freelunchcoffee.com. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting an invitation to come up on the front porch, grab a beverage, and set a spell. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup, running the Facebook Live and the YouTube Live, and manning the chat. It is Now You See Him, Now You Don't, Magic Man. Hey, everybody. At the control deck, it is our producer, Brian. Hey, guys. And I, of course, be your illustrious host, Biggin. And how about you? Uh, you, This may be the first time you're tuning in, or you could be a seasoned veteran, but what is this show all about? It's our take on our life, our uh, opinions, our perspectives, our thoughts about the world around us, and we try to, you know, throw in a little bit of Southern culture at the same time. Hey, listen, we may not all agree, but at the end of the day, we still respect and we love each other. And that's what it's all about. Uh, Producer Brian, where can people find us on the socials? Yeah, you can uh, check us out over on the Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at SFP Radio. Um, We're also available by email at uh, SFPRadio.com. We have a few different email addresses there. I believe there's, uh, what's the... What's the main email address? I actually don't remember what that one is. Yes, SFP uh, radio at gmail.com. Gmail. That'll go to one of us and we'll somebody will read it. Or at Mojo, they just read it and throw it away. So there's a list. <laughs> <thing>. um, <laughs> you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. Well, we're struggling with content, but uh, if you just want to throw some bucks at us, we'd appreciate it. Uh, so there is that. Also, if you have a podcast, you have a video, you have some editing you need done, you can check out uh, producer Brian's handiwork at emailing him at headlines at SFP Radio. That would be fantastic. Also, make sure you subscribe to YouTube uh, and Facebook. We would appreciate that. Uh, next week, we have Dewan Curse. He is um, a, a man that was born in West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground is where he spent most of his days. Uh, he's got an amazing story about growing up in uh, in that uh, city, and man, very powerful. You want to tune in for that. Also, some big news. If you are a Facebook Live or YouTube Live watcher, uh, we will actually be starting the show at 7.30 from now on. Usually, we've been kicking it off at 8.30. It helps our guests, and it helps us get to bed early, because by goodness, we are getting old. And I don't like staying up that late. So there's that. Uh, we want to say shout out to our listeners from, uh, we got uh, one from uh, New Zealand, by the way, this week, hey. all the way to New Zealand. All right. How about it? Guys, do you realize that we, every week we are coast to coast? I mean, we go from Carolina to California every single week. That's amazing, right? By the way, Rodney says we're looking old. So I appreciate that. Oh, well. Buddy. I'm just going to tell you, you need to look in the mirror. Just say, love you. <laughs> Don't adjust your dials, folks. 
Hey, also, we need some listeners from North Dakota, Alaska, and Vermont. By goodness, I'm going to keep harping. We just need these guys. Just just one person to listen. Need to fill in the little chart, get all 50 states. That'd be great. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Hey, be darn. We'll go to Magic Man. I'd be doing pretty good. Glad it's, uh, well, as again, recording on a Thursday <laughs> night, so tomorrow's Friday. Glad it's uh, almost the end of a week. It's been a challenging one, but uh, hey, glad to be here. You know, the people that are listening to this on podcast are like, dang it, it's Monday. Shut up. Monday. That's <laughs> oh, right. <yeah>. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can put it this way. If you're, when it happens on Monday, then I'm like, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> Right. Just just think of the joy that you had on Thursday. You're like, man, it was almost the weekend. And there's another Thursday coming around there too. Is. So you know there is. got that to look forward to. Uh producer Brian, how you been doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, I like to sip on the old uh, magic brown water while we do the show most Absolutely. Most, most weeks. Uh and this That's week I was really wanting to do something. What was afterward. that? That's why it starts off really good and then tails after. Yeah, you know, it makes me more interesting, it makes you more interesting. It's it's great. Um, I've been told I'm more fun too. Yeah. After um, <laughs> you're more fun after I've been drinking. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's yeah. to get me back from yeah. earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, that coming. Um, so you know what? I, what I wanted to do is they they inaugurated a new president, Did number forty six. No, I don't know if anybody heard about that? It wasn't in the news this week. This week, I think, or huh. last week, depending on when you're listening to this. Sure. Um, so I thought, you know, what I really needed to get was a, like a Maker's 46, right? Because the 46 oh, president seemed yeah. like very thematic. That's a new weird, era, yes. things like that. Well, Here I didn't we have go. one of those, and I didn't want to go to the store. So, so I got the next can... best thing, okay? Which is old granddad. So I mean, <laughs> Joe Biden's not Apple. a spring chicken, right? Yeah. 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 Seem like the the right pour for tonight. And can I can I make one suggestion though? Keep that bottle away from your wife. You oh. never know. She, you're going to wake up and that bo- that bottle is going to be sniffing her hair. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you guys? So have you guys you guys been to Walmart? In the South, we call it the WalMarts. Yeah. Yeah. The Walmart. The WalMarts. Mm-hmm. What about the Walmarts? I don't, I don't partake in the Walmarts typically. But okay. So Jess has been doing the Walmarts pickup, you know, where you get all your groceries, they, you know, they'll put one tiny item in one giant bag. They'll drop them off of your car. It's like Amazon. You you drive to the, to the facility, you drive to the Walmarts. It's great, man. You don't have to go in and do the shopping. She, I mean, she, we, we have a large grocery bill every week. So, you know, it's, it's nice that they just dump it all in your car. You leave, you don't have to get out and do the store. You don't have to carry a baby around, all that fun stuff. Um, but I, when I went to the Walmart pickups on, on Saturday, I noticed something that every Walmart that I go to has, and, and maybe you guys can help me understand this. Why in the world are there seagulls at every single Walmart? I'm sorry. True. There's seagulls? Seagulls. I would just, you know, sitting there and all of a sudden, I, you know, I, I never noticed them. And then I'm like, why are there seagulls? We're in North Carolina. There's no ocean close by. But there's, there's always seagulls no matter where you go at a Walmart's. It's it's probably the all of the trash and food that's left in the parking lot. But how do they get there? You never see them like hanging on the top of a Walmart's truck. Like how do they get to that Walmart's? The, well, there's not really there. Seagulls usually hang out near a body of water, right? I mean, well, like the ocean because they're called there's lakes. seagulls. There's lakes, but they'll. I mean, they're around the lake and stuff too. Is there? A, Are know, they? There's not really in Concord. I mean, there's a like a reservoir, right? There's not like a big lake, though. But I not like Lake Norman, huh? I always thought that that you had they had to be at the ocean. No, no, there, there's definitely seagulls on Lake Norman. Huh? Oh yeah. Well, maybe I don't know, but it seems like there's <laughs> always seagulls at Walmart's. Anyway, it's frustrating. That's I've never noticed that. I need to yeah pay attention. Maybe somebody in the chat, or if you have the answer, 
listening in the podcast, just, you know, shoot us a tweet, uh, Instagram, what have you, and just give us the answer of why are there seagulls yeah. at Walmart? We have listeners like in like New Mexico. <laughs> right. Are there Arizona, seagulls at your Walmart? The Utah's. Yeah, or they're just well, Rodney in Kentucky says they have them there in Kentucky. Right. But I mean, he's at a lake. So if it's going to be a lake thing, I get that. But they're, they're everywhere, man. But And here's the weird thing, too. They're not at the targets. They're not tar- I was about to say, they're not at Target. They're yeah. not at like, Act- Harris Teeter or another grocery store. Right. Actually, if you go to the Target on uh, uh, exit 23 in Huntersville, they're oh, that's the there. lake. That's the lake. So yeah. they're not the okay. one. Mine's in North Charlotte. I don't, there's no. Yeah. Weird. I don't think there's any at the one in uh, Afton Ridge here in Concord. We have little mm. sparrows at my grocery store. Oh, yeah. Store. Like the little guy, you know, looking for. Yeah. You know, I remember in Texas, grass. they were so plentiful. Like there were so many of them. You had to run from, from the, the, it was the Kroger's. You had to run from the Kroger's to your car, throw the stuff in. Cause they, they'd pelt you. Like people were getting pooped on. They had to do something about it. They brought in like people to move them, but they still kept coming back. It was horrible. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about the new. The new presidente, the uh, the inauguration. <laughs> uh, here's one thing that I want to talk about. Did you guys see Trump leave? And I mean, you could talk, you know, Trump, good, bad, whatever. But when when he left, it was the weirdest leaving that I've ever seen. It, he said like something to the effect of "see you later," and then he left. And then the music to YMCA kicked on. Like, why, why is Trump playing the YMCA song? And he stood there with Melania while they got up to the YMCA part of the song. So it was like, you know, and, and you just, you know, doing the wave and whatnot. But then he started to leave when they were doing the YMCA. Like, are you going to the YMCA? Was this like, at the airport? Like when he was, this was at the, the air force base. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's a fancy airport. It's <laughs> a fancy airport. I just thought that was odd. And then when he got on Air Force One, then it switched to Tiny Dancer. Like, that's just... Also known as Tony Danza. Right, right. (laughs) I think the best, because I was listening, just had music playing, and I think the best thing would have been if you you wrote out to Rocket Man. Because remember, that was probably my ultimate Trumpism his entire four years was when he called Kim Jong on Rocket Man. <laughs> that was the best part. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, I just thought was, that was odd. It was weird. Yeah, you know what's what's kind of amused me as I was looking at news articles today, and a couple of, uh, agencies are were referring to him as Florida Man. Mm. To Florida Man uh, with nukes returns to Florida. Okay. He took the football with him, apparently. <laughs> he forgot to drop it off? I guess. He uh, thought he could hold on to it as a uh, you know, souvenir or something, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, he's going to put it you know, on, his, on his desk. Uh, anything else from the inauguration you guys want to talk about? I didn't watch. I, I watched. I looked up the speech, just his first the Biden's speech. I didn't watch mm-hmm. the emotional bits apparently i didn't see the poetry apparently it was a lot of people are really excited about the things that happened but i was working i didn't really think about turning it on but i was like yeah, let me just hear sure. what he has to say for 20 minutes mm-hmm. um so i thought it was fine yeah. it was good you know there you go um well i don't know if you guys have seen the twitter handle crazy karens <laughs> have you guys yeah. seen seen this is basically uh, people that are screaming and yelling about uh, just being Karens. Now, let me preface by saying my mother-in-law's name is Karen, and she's not a Karen. She's a very wonderful, wonderful woman that I love uh, immensely, but she, she she's not a Karen. But these people on <laughs> Crazy Karens, mm. so if you, I don't know, whenever, if you're watching live and you go to that Twitter account, there's a lady that's, and I'm not going to make fun of her. I'm not going to, um, you know, call her out because there's clearly some mental health issues going on with her, but there are other women that just refuse 
to wear face masks. Like that's their big thing. And they had the cops called on them. And, uh, you know, they, and the cops are there to arrest them and they just pitch a fit like crazy. So it's pretty funny to watch some of those. The, again, the lady, the lady that's there now, she's, she's got some issues. Um, but she's crying, talking about how, um, you know, please God make Trump be president. Like this stuff is just impossible to make, to make happen. Mm -hmm. But, um, anyway, and, and so I got to think it, I started scrolling through my Facebook feeds and I saw, uh, somebody and I'm not going to call names, but they, they said that they almost got arrested at the best buy, uh, for not wearing a mask. Arrested. (laughs) Arrested. Almost not, not fully, but almost got, got arrested. Um, and then I got to thinking like, why are they worried about getting arrested? Like, um, they said it was because they weren't wearing the face mask. And I got to thinking like, guys, you guys go into a Seven Eleven every day. Well, not every day, but you've been to a Seven Eleven, and you've never protested people where it says like no shirt, no suit, shoes, no service. Like if you're not wearing you know, feet or like shoes, you're not wearing feet, not wearing shoes and a, and a shirt. They say, Hey, you can't come in. And so we never thought about that. Like why, why is Seven Eleven okay to say no shoes, no shirt, no service. But then Best Buy says wear a face mask. And then you got to get arrested for that. Like, or almost get arrested. I just thought that was silly. Like it, and it's not even wearing a face mask. The deal is like you're trespassing after this company has told you, this is what we need you to do to come into the store. I don't know. Your guys' thoughts? So you're saying, was was this person equating the Seven Eleven no shirt thing to, or is that you saying that? No, I was just saying that okay. on my own. Like they were, they were upset because they almost got arrested for not wearing the face mask. Yeah. There has to be, there's a, there's a, something missing here. I mean, you, just, you walk in, they ask you to leave and you refuse to leave. Right. So like it's what's not the next face step? Mask I, I think they don't call the police just because you enter a building in the inappropriate manner. It just causes disruption. You know, like if you're I belligerent, maybe like there's there's got to be something else. Yeah. Before the law law enforcement gets involved, I feel like. Right. I mean, there are like on that crazy Karens, people are getting like hell-bent and determined they're not going to wear a face mask. They ask them to leave. They don't leave. And then the cops get called. Sure. But it's called trespassing. It's not called, I'm not wearing a it's face mask. private property, you know. It's private property. Pri- businesses have the right to choose who their patrons are. <laughs> and can I remind you all? I'm just saying, remember that whole case about the the baker that wouldn't bake a cake because the people, the couple were, were homosexual? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, oh boy, look, we can't, you, you can't make us buy a cake. Y'all, this one's come back to bite you in the butt. Yep. I'm just saying. Anyway, all right. That's all my rants for today. You guys have anything <laughs> you want to talk about? Uh, I don't have any rants, I don't think. Uh, I, I did have a concerning moment this weekend, a Uh-oh. personal moment here. So um, I sat down. So I, I was. I forget what I was doing, but I, I, at one point, I like walked out, walked out, I have a, I have a chair that I like to sit in, in the house. And it's been in the garage for a few weeks because the Christmas tree was, we swapped the chair for the Christmas tree, basically. There's no space. So okay. it's January, the chair's back. So I, uh, went to sit down in the chair and I made, apparently I made a sound. I was like, Ugh, you know, you, you, you made the sound of the I chair. Made the, made sound. The, sound. No, the chair to make, no, it was t- totally me. So and my, okay. my wife was like, she kind of looked over at me because what I, what I did is I walked over, I sat in the chair, I made a ump, and then I picked up a newspaper to read it. Oh, no. And then she just kind of like gave him this look like, oh, really? So this is this is happening now. Like, what do you mean? I'm just, I just got the newspaper from the street. I'm going to go look at it, right? Mm-hmm. So then she starts picking, making fun of me. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get my phone out and play a video game instead. So you mm-hmm. know, leave me alone. But what ha- what has happened recently is, for, for Christmas, my wife bought me uh, a uh, a lumbar pillow for my office chair. Okay. A back massager pillow 
and the Daily Sudoku. <laughs> so Brian's new Guys. nickname is Producer Papa. I mean, what? Yeah, what's going to happen here? Producer Papa. I didn't turn 40 last year. You know, it's a big, big it's already a big mental, you know. At least you're not wearing glasses yet. <clears throat> yeah, I have very good vision. I will say that. Can't hear anything, but I can see really good. <laughs> Kidding. Paid as the audio. A response. <laughs> I can't see nothing. But by gosh, I can hear it. I just make noises when I, you know, who doesn't bend over or sit in a chair? You know, it's, you know. Oh man, that's well, that's classic, man. You've got to sit down when you're when you're an old man. You're oh gosh, I'm gonna get yeah. off my old aching feet. Have you started making old man sounds, Magic Man? Oh man, I've been making old man sounds for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Some of my wife don't like either. <laughs> uh, I got a work email today, and and it said like, because you, you get the preview of the message, you know, and it was like we we found credit card fraud, um, blah blah blah, and it was from on my work email, so that kind of was like, whoa, hey, what's going on there? And I asked my wife, I was like, is this fraud? She goes, well, what's the email from him? And it's like fraud at fraud.com. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a spam mail. And then she said, well, you're, you're Papa now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my <laughs> wife was comparing me to those. I think it's a progressive commercial where the guy is teaching people not to be your parents. And apparently it's one where the people sit down and go, uh, and he goes, did you really have to make that sound? Was that really necessary? <laughs> I love those commercials, by the way. Everybody sees it. Guy, guys walks in with blue hair. Everybody sees it. It's blue hair. <laughs> oh, those are great. All right. So do you have any wacky news for us? Oh, yes. I have wacky news, as promised. <laughs> so um, Chicago, this, is a, this one was fun. Uh, a California man uh, told, he told police that the coronavirus pandemic left him afraid to fly. Um, he was arrested for basically living in the Chicago airport for three months. Wait, for how much? Three months. This man has been in the Chicago airport. 36-year-old man was charged with felony criminal trespass to a restricted area of an airport and misdemeanor theft after he was arrested. At a court hearing, the judge ruled that uh, he could be released if he paid $1,000, but he was prohibited from setting foot in the airport. Um, let's see here. He was actually arrested for not wearing his face mask. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was trying to find the. So, so he basically what he did, he, he managed to steal someone's identification, like found a badge. And that's how he got caught. He was using a badge because people were like, hey, you know, why are you here? And he'd like flash this airport badge or whatever. Okay. But it, someone asked him for it later on and one was reported like missing and Whoever was asking figured out that this is the missing badge. Uh, so the police got called. But he was afraid of the virus. He was scared to go home from Chicago because of the virus. So he was in, uh, and this is what really gets me. So he decided to stay at the airport. <laughs> right. Which would be even worse. Uh, of all the places to take shelter from COVID. Right. Let's pick the place where has the most people going in and out of it. I mean, the next best step would be all over the world, too. What was was that, that, Magic Man? Man? I was saying from all over the world, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, what could be worse than the airport? Legitimately, what could be worse? I mean, you're going to take your chance, Jail. You're going to take your chance. uh, You know, how many people are on a plane? Maybe 200. But you've got like 200 people going by that like every few minutes <clears throat> that's weird and, and what was he just like hanging out in like the lobby or was he hiding places i think he was hiding out a little bit and people like gave him food like treated him oh. i think they got, he treated him like he was a homeless guy hmm. but he was living in the airport it's just bizarre was it tom hanks <laughs> <laughs> the terminal that was the worst yeah. movie ever I don't think that I was the that. worst tom hanks movie possible like cast away in the airport basically yeah. Oh man. Um 
That's great. You know, to be honest, I think right now probably Bigfoot is probably giving him like a nice slow clap for that. Like three months. Well done, sir. (laughs) Like I, I'm still the champion of people not finding me, but three months is good. Well, Bigfoot's about to be in trouble. Uh Oh, so apparently in Oklahoma, a lawmaker wants to institute a hunting season for Bigfoot. Texas also announced their chupacabra hunting season. Yeah. An Oklahoma lawmaker has pitched a bill to create a bona fide Bigfoot hunting season. Wow. Yep. So the bill, this is what the bill says. The Oklahoma wildlife conservation commission shall promulgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The bill states the commission shall set annual season dates and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees. Yes, it's a real bill. He's getting some pushback, obviously, from the <laughs> Department of Wildlife <laughs> Conservation. By the Bigfoot lobbyists. I mean, they're out there. Yeah, I have, I have lots of, apparently there's, there's a lot of sightings in the particular area that this representative is from. They have a lot of, I didn't know Bigfoot was in mm. Oklahoma even. They have trees in Oklahoma? I've never been there. I don't think so. Uh, I just think it was like big, lack, like flat grassland. But who knows? Uh, so, yeah, real real life, that's actually happening. So, um, huh. apparently, uh, a little subtitle here says that Bigfoot has supposedly been spotted in North Carolina, Georgia, Washington, and Oregon. Oh. Do you remember? It's around. <laughs> do you remember that, that uh, clip I had? Uh, I wish we had it. Oh, it was a classic North Carolina man. It's Gastonia, right? With uh, the Bigfoot. Do what? It was in Gastonia or something, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember where it was. It was Nobby is is the our local Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Hmm. You should look him up. Uh, so do you have to get a tag to? That's what to I'm hunt? thinking. Like you know, is it big? Is it just count as big game? How many can you get in a day? How many Sasquatches right. can you bag at a time? How come? Here's the other thing: is when people see said Sasquatch, why do they not have a camera on them? Or why are, I mean, most of the hunters are in the woods. Like, have they not seen him? And if you're, if you have, then why haven't you shot it? I don't understand it. Yeah. How many people, I mean, I know a lot of people still don't have camera phones. Who? Like my mother-in-law. Your, your mother-in-law is not out hunting Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, uh, my money's <laughs> on her. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh. I just, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah. Think about all that because I mean, hunting typically is about co- conservation of the species. A lot of sure. Times, so they don't. Get oh, that's a good hand. point. You got to have enough of them for them to be a problem. I guess one right. bigfoot maybe is a problem if it's just you and the bigfoot. But I, I don't know. What, what's so, your take, Magic Man, on Bigfoot? No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> uh. He's got big feet. You know what they say with a man with big feet? Oh. (laughs) They probably stink. Um, Bigfoot? You think he's real? I really don't have an opinion. You don't? Do I think he's real? Um, That's a yes. Who knows? What? Who knows? What do you think? I need an answer. Yes or no? Who, me? I... I don't think he's real, but I mean, I'm also, if it's possible, but I don't think he's real. Okay. Okay. More likely Bigfoot or aliens. Bigfoot. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would go with aliens. Producer Brian. All right. Uh, Well, I'm terrified of aliens, so they have to be real. Um, (laughs) I'm terrified of clowns, but those yeah. are real. Rodney says, uh, get me a body, and they'll believe it. Like, hey, there's no oh, is there any ev- physical. I mean, this is the longest living Bigfoot ever. Is he, <laughs> is he like a Jedi? Does he vaporize when he gets killed okay. or something? Or all right. So, so let me let me be – I'm going to lo- lay all my cards on the table. Every once in a while, I'll listen to Coast to Coast AM, and that's the show that comes on at like midnight and goes to four in the morning. 
and it's like ghost stories or Bigfoot sightings or whatever. The the thing that I've heard about Bigfoot is that they're interdimensional. So they'll they'll come onto the planet, but then they can just leave. And that's why nobody can see them. But they're they're just here temporarily and then they and then they go to another dimension. So I you know the thing is about Coast to Coast is they've got some weirdo people. Like legitimately weirdo people. But they're fascinating. Like, okay, like sure you believe that you talk to Satan every every Tuesday at five. Like, okay, all right. And the and the host, one, has a great voice. And two, he's just like, Well, tell me more about this. Well, I would be like, You're what? <laughs> um so, so like but I sometimes find that interesting. So I just listen to that. Like we had on the show um Jim Harold. Yep. Uh that does the Jim Harold Campfire podcast and the uh paranormal podcast. Like, you know, it interests me. I don't think it's real, but the idea of it being interdimensional that's pretty interesting. Wow. That's yeah, that's fascinating. So how about that one? pretty sophisticated for a big hairy guy i mean he knows what he's doing and and also i've been watching the skinwalker ranch thing on tv and i think that's pretty interesting as well you've been watching what was it skinwalker ranch it's like this ranch in like utah and they keep seeing like ufos and they can't they can't quite figure out like there's weird phenomenon that's going on out there they scientifically can't prove um they get these weird readings and they can't figure out where that's coming from so it's uh it's interesting so there's that oh all right so um one more here probably um so this next one here so a limo driver in texas um he said basically he has a a giant like truck limo is what it is he was hired this week to wait outside of a federal prison for um, a guy by the name of Joseph Maldonado Passage. Thought he was getting oh. um, Tiger King. Thought he was going to yes. get a Trump um, pardon. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're the, the legal team, the t- Team Tiger, as they call themselves, <laughs> hired this giant truck limo to wait for the uh, pardon of Tiger King because they had asked uh, ex-president Trump <laughs> for a pardon. Mm. You just imagine like, that's going to be awkward just waiting because they all were waiting in the in the limo, like just hanging out right. waiting for the phone call. You know? <laughs> who did, did you guys see who, yeah, I mean that's got to be completely awkward. Like you were you thought it was going to happen, and I mean, you, you would think that maybe they just hide it around the corner, you know, just, you know, and then when he gets it, you're like, surprise, here we go. But, I mean, they had it out there ready to roll, right? Yeah, they were, they were just waiting on it because it was a sure thing, mm. or they thought it was anyway. He he pardoned like 100. 140? And 43 people. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big amount. I don't know. Yeah, here's 140 part. I can pull the list up if we need to, but hmm. okay. studies. Interesting. Well, they, you know, they got Carol Baskin's buying on him not getting a, a Tiger King not getting pardoned. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's basically like, you know, good. He needs to be in a cage just like he did with his tigers. Oh, burn. All right. So that uh, wraps up our wacky news. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, here on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we have Vin Singh. He is the CEO, the founding member of Free Lunch Coffee. Uh, This is the uh, coffee that is our partial sponsor for this episode. So we wanted to to hear his story. I've listened to a couple of uh, other podcasts that he gave that and did a, a fantastic job. And I'm really interested to know and hear his heart and have you guys hear his heart as well. So, Mr. Singh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jetty. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, tell us about Free Lunch Coffee. Tell us your story on how that started. So Free Lunch Coffee is a social startup. And 
I'll tell you how it started. So I was living and working in Sydney, Australia for a corporate job. I used to manage currency risk. And it was, I had, it was a great job. I had a great life and I was like, I had a great apartment, nice car and everything else. But deep down, I wasn't still happy. I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. And that was shocking to me because growing up, I was, this is what I always wanted. I wanted to have a nice job, nice life, and I would go anywhere for my vacation. I could go anywhere to eat, but still deep down, there was something missing. And that was surprising to me. Yeah. So I started asking question, what is it that I'm not, I'm still not happy in my life. And then I realized because I wasn't fulfilled in the job. That wasn't my purpose. The job I was doing just for to get the paycheck, but it wasn't my gift. It wasn't my calling. So that was the reason I realized, okay, this is not the kind of life I want. So, sure. yeah, then I realized I was too comfortable in my life because it was addictive to get your paycheck every month and that kind of lifestyle. And for me to grow and evolve is really important. So I, I realized I cannot grow if I stay in my, the box I have created in my comfort zone. So I wanted to face uncertainty and unknown, go outside my comfort zone and so that I can grow and evolve and find what is my purpose, what is my gift, because I didn't know what is my gift. I was doing that job because just to get uh, the paycheck. Mm-hmm. And then I quit my job. I just, uh, that was a tough decision for me. Did you, did your coworkers know why you were getting ready to quit your job and give it all up? I mean, it was like, it was a bit more philosophical for me. So I told them I want to, I'm not, I want, I want to travel. Mm-hmm. And that was true because I realized I have to go outside to the new countries and new, new places and travel and find what is my purpose? What is my gift? So I told my coworkers, okay, this is really nice, but I'm really not, this is not my highest self. And I want to travel and travel the world and see, you know, who I am. I really want to find myself. That was the reason I told, and that was true reason at the moment, because I didn't know what is my gift, what is my purpose. Mm-hmm. I was kind of lost in the, in the good way, but it was still, I was lost. Yeah. And and where are you from originally? India. So I grew up in India. I moved to Australia about 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah. In so what part of India? Mumbai, Bombay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Big city, crazy cities. Like imagine New York times double. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I got the privilege to go to uh, Delhi and Gregon for work oh. and uh, stayed there for, for a month. And man, it, it's so different. Like I came back and I was like, you are living uh, in paradise, um, you know. Be, be, you know from from that trip because you see people in what I thought was complete poverty, mm-hmm. and what blows my mind is they were happy, like they were really, really happy. But they were like, you know, they lived in in shacks and and mud huts, not huts, but you know, mud houses. But they were happy, and like, why? Why do we have this idea that chasing money and money is going to make us happy? And it's not just in Australia or India, but it's it's global. Is we think that if we hit the lotto, everything is going to be okay. Why is that? Do you think? I, personally, I believe we get distracted by money. This mm. we, we think like money from money we can buy things, and the things will give us happiness. Mm. But that's an illusion. I believe I worked. I worked in finance, so I believe money is not real. It represents value. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so we get distracted by the money, but actual the money is a medium of exchange. So, if you're a good coach, for example, so the value your value is you're giving good coaching services, and somebody is a good baker, they are making bread, for example, but. You cannot exchange if they don't need your coaching services. So that's where the money comes. Yeah. You have created a value and somebody has created a value by making bread and we exchange by a medium. So we get distracted by the medium, but medium mm-hmm. is not the end goal. Like we get distracted by the map 
but map is not the territory. So that's why we get yeah lost, and that's why we don't find happiness in money because money is not real. Yeah. Do you think there would be more happiness instead of the the exchange of of money? And I know this, you know, you got to have something to survive, but the focus wouldn't be more about the money for your coaching and bread example. Like, what if it's more just about community and spending time with those people? Yeah, as long as we give them value, we create value and mm. give value to other people. We reduce their pain, we give them value, we make their life better. And automatically we will get value back because it's, we live in, not people like to give back, nobody likes to get favor for free. Yeah. Yeah, so usually people, they will give you something back, back and most of the time people use a medium of exchange. And that's yeah. how you get money. If you focus on, instead of focusing on money, we should focus on giving value. How can I create a more value to other people and give other people, make their life better? That will yeah. give us more satisfaction, more fulfillment. And as a side effect, we get more money as well. Yeah, I don't know, Brian, uh, Ryan, about you guys, but I always feel so much better when I'm able to give money away than I am when I get money. Yeah, it's a satisfaction you get because you you feel like you have made you have made a difference. You have made in mm -hmm. a small way, not just money. If you give any somebody food or make you help your neighbor or any kind of if you reduce somebody somebody's pain, you yeah. know, that's where our gift comes in. If we have if you are good in something, for example, you're good in podcasting, you make people's lives better. So you're creating value here. I don't know yeah, if we yeah. have any value. <laughs> We're not making people's <laughs> lives yeah, better. Because, because you're humble. You know, somebody who's listening and they're hopeless, they are tired, and you inspire them with your podcasts. Mm. Yeah? And it's free for them. So you're creating value, and eventually you get value back. Yeah. That's how the universe works, you know? So how did – so you're you're making a jack ton of money. You decide this isn't making me happy. I'm going to go on sabbatical and how does that transform to, I am going to start a, co a coffee company? Well, it's a long journey. So I quit my job. I started traveling. I traveled all over from California to Central America, to South America. And while traveling, wow. uh, yeah, I was going to different culture, different countries. And I realized there's so much abundance and prosperity we have in this world. And I really believe we all are connected. We all are related. Whether mm. we believe God has created the earth in seven days or if we believe in evolution, we mm. all came from Africa. Either way, we all are connected and there's no better proof than COVID. Like something happened on the other side of, of the world and everybody got affected. So I really believe we have so much abundance and prosperity. And when I see like young children, especially when they die, they starve or they don't get enough food, that breaks my heart. Uh, for mm -hmm. me, it doesn't make sense because one hand we have like driverless cars on the road. Soon we will be going to the space for traveling. And on the other hand, we have children dying or getting sick due to malnutrition. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make sense to me. So I thought, oh, we should somebody should do something about it. Then I realized, huh, I'm looking for my purpose, my mission. Why don't I do something about it? Even if I somebody make needs to do this. Like, oh, wait, yeah. that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I realized. Then I had a realization. I said, huh. And I believe the Gandhi quote, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm. So, yeah, so, so you I traveled. I, yeah. So you traveled all over the world, right? And if I ordered some of your coffee last week, so are you based in Idaho? Or is that no. just a uh, shipping? Okay. It's like if you went everywhere in the world and landed in Idaho, I really want to hear that story. You know? <laughs> no. That's where our, our distribution center is. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's funny. Uh, and also, too, if, if uh, you're watching on Facebook Live and uh, or YouTube Live and you have any questions, uh, please feel free to ask. Uh, put them in the chat, and uh, Magic Command will let us know if uh, if there's anything out there. Yep. Um. So why coffee? How did, so actually let me back up. So where, at what point did you say this is going to be a coffee company and this is what we're going to do? 
I think so, I heard you were in San Francisco. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I started from there. Actually, I went to a crazy festival. It's called Burning Man. <laughs> that's how that's how I started yep. my traveling. You know, from Sydney no, to course. Burning Man directly. You know, wearing <laughs> suit and then um become a hippie. You know, yeah. <laughs> all good things started Burning Man, right? Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your question, so in, in the beginning, I wanted to start a charity, a nonprofit organization. So I was looking into it and I realized it's really hard to get donations from people, especially if you're new and nobody knows you. Even if you, like, we all heard stories, like, you know, all those big uh, charity companies, more than half of the money goes for admin. Mm -hmm. So nowadays people lose trust. They don't trust this big organization. And and that's not the best way. And that's, I'm not, I, uh, I was doing my research. I realized a lot of nonprofits, they don't survive because of this reason. They don't get enough funding that, um, that it's hard for them to get the donations. Then I realized, okay, I want to offer a value. I want to create a, some kind of, I want to sell where I can donate half of the money I make. So that way, as long as people buy stuff from us, we can con keep continue making the difference. That way we don't have to rely on donations or charity. We can, for that's where the, I, I love gourmet coffee while traveling in Central America and South America. I, I found my love for coffee. Okay. So instead of, uh, first I thought maybe I can sell t-shirt or bags and, you know, if they buy a t-shirt, we can donate half of the money. Then I realized we can, we cannot do one-off thing. Yeah. Because then we have to keep selling because nobody wants too many t-shirts or shoes or bags. But it's right. like, <laughs> you got to yeah. keep ha having something that people are going to keep coming back for. Right. Yeah. That's you can't the, just be like, oh, that's I got a t-shirt. That's it. Yeah. You know, but the coffee, tea, things like that, we buy every month, all the time. Then I realized, okay, I should, even though it's quite common, everybody's selling is so competitive, but I realized if I can inspire people, instead of buying coffee from some big organization, if they can buy coffee from a company like us, then we have a reason. We are mission-based company. We are not, for, for me, if there was no mission, I wouldn't be in the business of selling coffee. Mm. So for me, the mission comes first. And that's why we, and plus we need to pay staff, we need to do advertising, we need to do marketing, we pay our suppliers so for that, and plus we have to pay our investors. So that's where 50% of the profit we keep for that. And I believe that's more than enough. And we can go wow. from there. Yeah. 50% is a good chunk of, of money. Yeah. Like that's a lot that you're giving back. Um. I mean, and your coffee, I mean, and we'll talk about the coffee in a little bit, but I mean, it's not absurdly priced. I mean, you can, you can, you buy something here. It's, I mean, it, it ranges from anything. Brian, you're the coffee expert, but you go, I, I can get, I know I can get bags here for the same price I can get bags of your shipped, right? Producer sure. Ryan. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about you walk into a Starbucks and you get a, well, you, they sell it by the pounds and, mm -hmm. but, and it's. It's, you know, $13, $14 and Starbucks is keeping all that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this, you know, you might, the price is maybe a little higher, but you know, it's going somewhere better, you know? Yeah. And like our coffee is certified organic and fair trade. So we want to give the fair price to the farmer. We want to make sure it's good for the environment because yeah. we are here for the long term. That's why I chose oh. not a cheap coffee. I wanted to pay higher price for the organic USD organic certification and then fair trade certification. Mm. So that's why, and plus it's not really high. It's like fifteen dollar thirty cents to subscribe, and then you can get like a bag of coffee from us. Okay, so it's cheaper yeah. if you do the subscription. Yeah, yeah, it's like fifteen percent, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, you mentioned earlier, like it's really hard to get started as a charity. Um, I know my my wife has told me about this for for U.S. businesses that. A website called Charity Navigator, and this is just if you ever think like, am, am I giving to a good charity, and like how much the expenses are for admin or whatever versus that's actually going out the door to help those charities? Uh, you can go to that website, Charity Navigator, and we'll have that on our show notes as well um, to confirm like, hey, this is a good charity or not uh, for U.S. based ones. Um, and, and I'll tell you too, um, uh, Vin, and, and you know, I did I tried to do the research because I'm also worried like. You know, are we going to have people come on the show that's not, it's not legit, you know, like, 
is are is free lunch coffee legit? And I did the research and 100% you guys are legit and it's a real charity and it is going to real uh, children and it is, it is happening. So, uh, you know, our listeners and viewers can rest assured the money is going to those places. So you are legit. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. So uh, how how did you start on the coffee piece? So let's kind of move to the coffee and then we'll also then talk about charity. So the coffee, you said, again, uh, certified um, organic, fair trade. What roaster do you use um, from Idaho? (laughs) No, Idaho is our distribution center. The roaster is in Seattle, Washington. That's okay. where the, all the coffee was like the best of the best coffee roasters, including Starbucks. They're from, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you have Seattle's best. That's where all the big coffee guys are. The fancy yeah. folks. Okay. I mean, my, my plan is to buy directly from the farmers, but that's the next step because at the moment, because I, for that, I need to get ex- import license and all kind of paperwork. Mm. So to get started, I, I'm getting a, a distributor, like a wholesaler. A roaster that, and it's in Seattle, Washington, and the, and I chose like I wanted to make sure I get the certified organic and fair trade from them. So we are paying higher price for the uh, top quality beans, and this is uh, beans from Peru. Okay. Yeah. What are those beans? And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where like a bat eats them and then like poops them out, and those are supposed to be the best beans ever. Have you ever yeah, had that coffee? No, but I heard it's quite expensive, and that's from somewhere in Vietnam or in the, somewhere there in Asia. They make that kind of coffee. I heard that's where COVID came from. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, you can kind of think of it as like your company, Free Lunch Coffee, uh, is kind of like a almost like a Tom Shoes, right? Like you want to be able to give back when you buy something. Now, you don't give a bag of coffee, but you give uh, away uh free free meals to children so tell us how that whole process works so as i said i wanted to start charity then i realized okay i have to start small in small steps you know i cannot do everything in the beginning so i started looking to charity i can support and then i found this charity is called the lunchbox fund mm-hmm. yeah and then I, i'll take a step back i wanted to support children to give them meal but i realized if i give them meals in the school, then we can solve many problems at the same time. Especially mm-hmm. the children in Africa, they are so poor, they are starving, they have no motivation to go to school. Mm-hmm. They cannot walk hungry belly for a couple of hours, a couple of miles, because their schools are so far. So they stay at home, then they go into the drugs, crime, all kinds of bad things. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, okay, so like if I start supporting giving them meals in the school, they will have motivation and parents will have motivation to send their kids to school because they know this is the only meal they get all day. And this is highly nutritious meal. So that's where my inspiration comes. Okay, if I give meals to the school, children will go to school. They don't have to worry about meals. And I believe every child has some natural gift. If a child has to worry about their next meal, they cannot focus on what's their gift is. They cannot enjoy whether it's playing soccer or they can be a good teacher or nurse or doctor, whatever. You know? But if they go to school, then they're getting good meals and then they're getting education and they can focus on their gift and they are getting off the street drugs and crimes. So we are solving so many problems, problems at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I really believe education has power for change. Yeah. So where where are these, where's the, the money going to? You said Africa, is that right? Yeah, South Africa. So I, I started doing my research and I realized I want to really check in. So I went to South Africa by myself. So I wanted to really check, okay, whether it's a legit organization or not. And you can see, as you said, Charity Navigator, they are on Charity Navigator and they have 90% plus or 95% almost plus rating. Nice. So I checked I check there as well, and still I wanted to check in person. So I went them a surprise visit. One of the schools they, they support, I said, okay, where is yeah, this? Like, oh, they support this, this school. So I, I didn't tell them. I made a book a ticket to South Africa and went to one of their schools, they said. And I went there and I started speaking to the project manager. They said, oh, okay, how is it going? 
and it was a school for autism. And there's like yeah. there was yeah nonprofit school as well, and they're supporting autism kids to to teach them surfing. I said, you guys are doing a pretty good job. And how do you get your like you know food supplies? How do you? You say, oh, we get the meals from the lunchbox from. So I said, okay, how much you pay for them? I wanted to check, make sure it's. it's they said, oh no, no, it's completely free. They this, mm. they do this charity work for us, and they provide this meal, the lunchbox for every day. Then I realized, okay, this is a real deal. They are doing the, what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I picked them and I started supporting them. How has that changed your life personally to, to see what you're doing and, and making this coffee and selling this coffee and then seeing the, those kids be able to eat? How has that changed you? It gives me a fulfillment. It gives me, there's a meaning to my life. It gives me purpose. I can work all my life for this cause because such cause mm. is such a big cause like you know if we can reduce my goal is to have no child go hungry in this planet earth and i really believe that's possible if coca-cola can go anywhere in the world then we can teach, we can have children in every school in the world that's what i believe with the power yeah. of marketing with internet with you know people with awareness we can give more awareness and they can start supporting Company like this. Yeah. What What were some of the difficulties when you were starting the business and starting it up, like that you ran into? Did you have a lot of red tape, or was there issues? Or yeah, um, like but, I wanted to. Like I started, I wanted to launch last year June, and I started working from February last year, and I was I couldn't launch before November. Plus, COVID didn't help me either. Yeah, so sure. everything was delayed, and then I. I put all my savings in this project because it's a lot of uh, this coffee is a lot uh, capital intensive thing, and you mm. have to order a lot of uh, like minimum four hundred pounds. I didn't know if I'm going to sell, you know. Wow, it's, it's a lot gracious. of investment. Yeah, and then yeah. The investment for distribution, and everything, and I didn't know if I'm it's going to work. Nobody, I, I've never run a business. I always work for corporate, you know. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't know. And now I'm realizing, oh, internet market is got a different beast, you know, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> online marketing. So, yeah, it's a big, huge learning curve and I'm learning a lot. And I made a lot of mistakes, like ordering too much coffee, for example, you know, yeah. Yeah, so things like that. You're learning, right? You're learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the, is the, overall the company doing pretty good? You're excited about where, where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are, not, we are, still uh in fancy they're still trying to survive but yeah it's going in a direction and it's getting a momentum but it's still very slow but yeah i think if we can survive another couple of months then we can keep rolling and can and on your website you you also sell um like mugs and tumblers and all that kind of stuff (laughs) but is there a way that people can just say just keep your mug i just want to give to you guys uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we, I didn't thought about it, but we have a gift cards on the, our website. Okay. So if you if you don't want a coffee or you don't want a mug, you can buy our gift cards and you can give to somebody who loves coffee. Okay. That way you can do, you are doing a multiple level. You are giving gifts to somebody you love or somebody you hate. Either way, you are, <laughs> you are changing their heart. You are making their right. life better because somebody loves coffee, but you hate them. You still give them a gift. And they will start loving you, you know. There you love, go. Wow. Love thy enemy, you know. Huh? I wonder who said that. Somebody said that, right? Yeah. It was love your me. enemy. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, plus you are helping children as well. You are helping us to survive. Well, so you are doing too many goods, even if you don't love coffee. So I'll highly yeah. recommend supporting and buying some gift cards if you don't lo- drink coffee. Magic Man is wondering: Will you do? Um, hot chocolate because he doesn't drink coffee <laughs> that's my goal but i love cacao so my next product will be Ooh. yeah selling cacao that's why i mean like, in the moment i'm in ecuador and i'm meeting a lot of cacao farmers here and coffee Wait, farmers where are you at right now ecuador. in ecuador you're in ecuador right now yeah oh my gosh because i wanted to meet the farmers but i'm i'm here for a long time i want to do first and everything i went to south africa to meet the charity then i'm here in south america and meeting the farmers and my next product will be cacao as well 
So I'm meeting the cacao farmers and coffee farmers so I can connect with them. I see how they do, what's their challenges, and then how can I support them. Oh, wow. So there yeah. you go, Magic Man. You're going to get some chocolate coming That up. is so cool. <laughs> yes. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so where do you want to – so chocolate's next. Have you thought about what's what's happening after that? Where where do you want this company to be the next five, ten years? So I want this so that we can be self-sustainable. We can have enough awareness so we can have start our own charity. And we can go to the, the worst hit countries in the world, in Kenya mm-hmm. or somewhere else, and start our own charity and feed them directly and make a bigger and bigger difference and bigger impact. Yeah. So we know, okay, the money is coming. We, have, we don't have to worry about getting donations or charity because we have a business funding our charity. So I want to focus on charity, but once we start getting roll, started mm-hmm. rolling, then, and then we focus on how can we make a bigger impact. And that's my goal to, first off, I want to go where people need more, a lot, most help. So Africa is the, like, what I heard, what I know, but we know, like, they are the most needed area, most needed continent in the world. So that's sure. what I want. My goal is to have all over Africa, in every school, children getting breakfast and lunch. So, you know, they can go to school, they can learn, they can you know, then they, eventually they want to give back, you know, that's going to make our whole world different. You know, somebody become a scientist, yeah. somebody will find a solution for this is like COVID or anything else, cancer or whatever. So yeah. that's where I think we can make a ripple effect. It blows my mind during COVID uh, that uh, of how much food was giving away at the schools to the kids. Um, you know, it was, you know, the buses were going around just, just giving away food people were begging to to take the food because we had so much of it and we don't really take that we we take that for granted here in the states right like we say like kids can't go to bed hungry totally agree 100% um but they are getting breakfast lunch and sometimes a dinner sent home here in the states they don't get anything somewhere else you know so they don't have that option so my heart uh, bleeds for that as well like that's a fantastic um, charity that, that you've done and, and my, my, um, kudos to you, sir. Fantastic job. I'm so, so excited to, to have you on and to hear your story. Guys, do you have any uh, questions for, for Vin? Producer Brian? I think he's gone. Where did Brian go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have any, <laughs> it, it, this is, this is good. I mean, I, I love learning about this. Awesome. It's a great program. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you want to uh, to buy some, what's the website that you go to, Vin? Freelunchcoffee.com. And we have an Instagram at freelunch.coffee. And I have created a special discount code just for your audience. It's Southern Fried. If yep. you go on freelunchcoffee.com, use coupon code Southern Fried, you get 10% off. We appreciate that. Um, I'm going to, this is probably, I shouldn't do this. After I ordered it, I realized, why did I use my coupon code? I should have not done that so that more money goes to the kids. That's okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. I should have done that. Producer Brian, do you have any questions uh, for Vin? No. Um, have you, with the coffee, are you looking into like broadening your offering of that? Or are you going to oh, stick yes. with one Absolutely. or do different blends or roasts or whole bean even? A whole bean by next step is like as soon as we have enough customers, as soon as I can afford. And within a month or two, I'll be starting whole bean. I realized whole bean is, should have been a, my first product. I didn't know. I thought maybe more people love grounded coffee, but not everybody has the machine to make grounded. I wasn't sure. I was confused. Whole bean and grounded. Yeah, yeah it's a tough decision because I know personally, I'm a, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, apparently. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I like to grind my own. Um, huh. I think, you know, this is just, I mean, just well, I th- the way I think, I think at the price point you're at, hmm. people that are looking at coffee in that, at that area are looking for the, the beans, uh, probably. Beans. You know, okay. A, so I higher... can move to the beans because uh, we are not making that much sales in ground yet. So I was thinking, should I move to, uh, ground beans? It'd be, yeah. It's also help would help with, I think it may help your longevity of freshness because no one's yeah. around, <laughs> it, it goes stale a lot faster. Yeah. Too. So there's things like mm-hmm. that. 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm still excited about hearing about the hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, we'll make you a, what is it? The mocha? The, like the yeah, mocha coffee? Mocha, yeah. Yeah. Espresso with the chocolate yeah. sauce in it. Yeah, we'll sweeten it up for you, Magic Man. We'll make it palatable for okay. you. Okay. Uh, and, and we had the coffee. Like I, I brewed it today. I got it in the mail. It was vacuum sealed. Um, opened it up today. Producer Brian had some today, and it's a good cup of coffee. Um, I, yeah. I would choose it over Starburnt any day. I'll be honest with you on that. Like I'm, I'm not a Starburnt guy. Um, and it's better than QT. So there's that. <laughs> but it's a good cup of coffee. That's- that's saying a lot right there. It is, man. Thanks. Sometimes QT can nail it. The gas mm-hmm. station here. In case you oh, yeah. That, yeah. Vin, that's a gas station <laughs> here that has a lot of coffee options. But, um, no, I again, Vin, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, again, freelunchcoffee.com. For any of you guys um, want to order some, we would appreciate it. Use promo code uh, Southern Fried. Again, they have coffee mugs. If you don't drink coffee, uh, you know, order a gift card. And then give it to somebody that you don't like. That would be awesome. But bottom line, one bag, and again, confirm, one bag of coffee feeds 10 meals. Is that right? Yes. One bag. Yeah. Coffee, mugs, or tumbler. Each one of them gives 10 meals. If you buy one coffee, one mug, and one tumbler, that's 30 meals. 30 meals. Yeah. Good gracious. That's like a month. Yeah. If you do one, one meal a day. That's fantastic. I'm going to go buy a tumbler. Thank you. This Don't tell them, but this is their Christmas gift for next year. <laughs> Plus, our mugs and tumbler, they are made in USA. So it's like homemade. And so you're making the, you're supporting the local manufacturer. So like, I'm, yeah, I want to make the whole, it's not like, I don't want to buy cheap stuff. You know, so my whole goal is to help the manufacturer, help the farmers. And yeah, do the charity at the same time. Yeah, so that's my whole idea. Very cool. Everybody wins. Yep. It's a win, yeah. win, win. Ben, again, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you um, so much. Thank you. All right. I mean, ten meals to kids for one for one bag. And every Good time Lord. you drink that coffee, you'd be like, I'm helping a kid. That's cool. Yeah. There's another mouth fed. Another mouth fed. There's and we've got too many of them, right? We gotta we can step up, do a little bit more. So I appreciate Vin coming on the show next week, gentlemen. We've got Dewan Curse. He is a friend of mine, again from West Philadelphia. Going to tell about his story growing up uh, in America in the city. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, dude's got a cool story. So appreciate that. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we head out? Not for me. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, if you have any uh, wacky news you want to send our way, headlines at sfpradio.com. Uh, make sure you hit us on the socials, like and subscribe, all your podcast places. You know, give us some love out there. Help us get the numbers up. Absolutely. Uh, again, just want to remind you, freelunchcoffee.com. Use promo code Southern Fried. Freelunchcoffee.com. We'll have the link on our show notes. Also, and I know I teased this last last week, but um, Biggin had a life-changing event, and it wasn't the bidet. Oh, so I will, I will share that story next week with Dewan. I'm sure he'll want to be part of that. So, um, you'll, you'll want to tune in because that was a life changer. <laughs> All right, guys. Can't thanks wait. again for tuning in. This is the Southern fried philosophy podcast. And as always keep looking up. <laughs>